internet, welcome to Film Theory, the show that ate the devil fruit giving us the power to ruin your favorite childhood series. So, as the general audience has started to cool on superheroes, the bigwigs over at Hollywood have been looking for their next big treasure trove of IP they can plunder and turn into billion dollar hits. And one of the wells that they've been turning to in recent years, anime. And even though legendary classics like Dragon Ball, Ghost in the Shell, and Cowboy Bebop haven't turned out that great, hasn't stopped them from trying some more. Feels like every week we hear about a beloved anime getting its own live action adaptation. Yu Yu Hakusho is getting one at Netflix, Gundam's getting the big screen treatment over at Netflix, Netflix is trying their hand at My Hero Academia, Sword Art Online is making the jump over to Netflix. Wow, that is a lot of Netflix. <laughs> Hope it turns out better than Death Note. Wait, they're doing another live action Death Note at Netflix? Okay, so that's a lot. And given Netflix's previous track record, I think it's fair to be a bit nervous, but hey, who knows? Maybe they've figured out a way to course correct the ship. In fact, we won't have to wait long to see if that's the case, because a few days after this theory airs, they're gonna be dropping their version of a live action action One Piece. In case you don't know about this massively popular anime, One Piece is all about the swashbuckling Monkey D. Luffy and his ragtag crew of straw hat pirates, all searching for the treasure of the last king of the pirates. As the king explained before he died, My fortune is yours for the taking, but you'll have to find it first. I left everything I own in One Piece. Now if you thought this was gonna be a quick adventure, <laughs> Oh, you sweet summer child, you're so wrong. One Piece is one of the world's longest-running anime, with over a hundred manga volumes, 1,000 episodes, and a quarter century's worth of content, with no real signs that they're gonna be stopping anytime soon. Gotta be real here with you, loyal theorists. We've been wanting to cover One Piece on the channel for a long time. There's just so much that you have to watch and read to cover your bases. Watching the anime alone would take you over 17 days straight, with no sleep and no bathroom breaks. Just from that alone, I was really skeptical when Netflix announced that they were making the show, but after seeing the trailer, yeah, I've got some cautious optimism. But with this Netflix adaptation coming along and basically asking what if- The One Piece! The One Piece is real! That got some cogs turning in my head. Yeah, what if the One Piece were real? And by that I mean, what if the world of One Piece were real? This is a franchise with an incredibly unique setup in a world that is instantly recognizable. So what would happen if we applied real world science to it? That's right, friends, we're doing a certified theorist classic today. If this thing were real, it would be absolutely terrifying. Because make no mistake, if the world of One Piece were real, it would be dangerous, disastrous, and it would ruin basically any attempt to better your life. Hoist your Jolly Rogers, loyal theorist were set in sail. So before we can really dive into why you wouldn't want to live in the world of One Piece, we have to break down just how different it is from our own. Zooming out, you can immediately spot some pretty big differences. First of all, almost the entire planet is covered in ocean, with some small island continents and archipelagos dotted here and there. On the real planet Earth, with all of our massive continents, about 70% of the planet's surface is water. So for the world of One Piece, we're talking closer to 90%. The biggest landmass is undoubtedly the Red Line, a very long, very skinny continent of red rocky mountain jutting out out of the ocean, which runs all along what's basically the prime meridian of the planet. Because of this, One Piece's oceans are split into five main bodies of water. The four biggest are the North, South, East, and West Blues, basically separated into the four hemispheres of the planet. But the fifth body of water is actually the most important, the Grand Line, a wide ocean stream that wraps around the entire equator of the planet. This stretch of ocean is incredibly perilous, and often called the most dangerous in the world. Normal compasses don't work here, currents and weather are erratic and extreme, and much of the wildlife is deadly. There's a 
season, it's earned itself the nickname the Pirate's Graveyard. So other than that forbidding label on the Grand Line, what would the big issues of this planet actually be? Well, the first problem the world of One Piece would face actually comes from its most iconic feature, the fact that it's just covered in ocean water. See, this one fact would probably mean that the world's inhabitants don't have time to fight over who's gonna get the One Piece first, because they're too busy fighting over another more essential resource, one required to survive, water. Uh, fresh water. I'm sure I don't need to tell you, ocean water, not safe to drink. All that salt is not gonna give you a good time. In the real world, fresh water only makes up about 2.5% of the planet's total water supply. And amongst that already minuscule percentage, most of that is trapped in the atmosphere, in ice caps, or is so deep under Earth's surface that it won't see the light of day. The only water that's truly available for humans to consume are those found in underground aquifers or in freshwater lakes and rivers. I mean, here's a crazy fact for you. If all of Earth's water were shrunk down to the size of your typical water bottle, the amount that would be fresh and available would be about a quarter of a milliliter. That is literally less than a drop in a bucket. Now remember, all of these calculations are in relation to Earth, a planet that has 30% of its surface covered in land, land that has massive lakes and rivers, and even we still have freshwater shortages. Now, take away all the continents, the Great Lakes, the rivers, the streams, and replace it all with even more giant oceans full of undrinkable salt water. People are going to struggle. Sure, some islands in One Piece probably have fresh water. Obviously, real-world islands like those in Hawaii have plenty of fresh groundwater reserves and local spring water, but those can run dry, and pumping wells near coastlines put you at a massive risk of accidentally sucking up ocean water, contaminating your pool. Factor in the limited farmland available on the islands, and you've suddenly created a world that's gonna be forever in conflict, not over a piece of pirate treasure, but over a lack of food and water. The second major environmental problem you're gonna run into in the world of One Piece is coming from its second most striking physical feature, the red line continent that basically cuts the planet in half. How so? Well, this is basically gonna make a ton of the islands on the planet borderline impossible to live on. To explain what I mean, let's just take a look at this map of our very real world, specifically the west coast of the United States. You ever notice how so much of the west coast is incredibly green, basically running from Canada all the way to central California? Everything is covered in trees and wildlife. It's beautiful. And then there's almost a straight line where everything to the east becomes much more brown, full of deserts and dry grasslands. Why does it happen? Well, that straight line separating these two regions is the Cascade Mountain Range. See, there's basically a permanent breeze flowing into North America from the Pacific Ocean until it reaches the Cascades and is suddenly deflected up. That rapid upward movement forces the moisture carried by the wind to condensate, making a bunch of rain and creating an ecosystem that's fit for a bunch of plant growth. This is why cities in the Pacific Northwest are so famously rainy and why the forests there are so abundant. But on the opposite side of the mountain range, you have the opposite effect. Since all the moisture was taken out of the air by the mountains, the ecosystems are much drier and hotter on the other side. The phenomenon is fittingly known as the rain shadow effect, since the mountains are casting a metaphorical shadow where there's no rain on the far side of the range. So now let's apply what we just talked about to the world of One Piece. Since the red line is basically a giant ring of incredibly tall mountains, it's gonna cast an equally enormous rain shadow. Since the Grand Line ocean current travels from west to east, then we would expect the wind to also be hitting that western side of the red line mountain range, making the eastern side of the red lines devastatingly dry. And wouldn't you know it, but that's exactly where our intrepid straw hat heroes start their adventure. The first six arcs of One Piece's story take place in the east blue ocean, and eventually end up at the red line. So if this planet were even somewhat realistic, every single island they visit at the beginning of the show would be an arid desert wasteland, where there just isn't a lot of water and rain for life to take hold. And hey, it gets even worse from there when you take into account the next aspect of the world of One Piece, the Grand Line. Or rather, what's around the Grand Line. See, flanking above and below the Grand Line is a stretch of sea known as the Calm Belts. And while that might sound like it's gonna be smooth sailing, it actually creates a giant problem. The Calm Belts here aren't just expanses of pleasant seas, they're completely still. And I mean completely 
lightly still. In contrast to all the crazy currents and unpredictable winds of the Grand Line, the Calm Belts have no wind to catch your sails, no currents to carry you along. And that right there would be outright disastrous, maybe even apocalyptic in a real-life climate system. If water and wind just flat out stopped, like it hit a brick wall at the Calm Belt, that means that the oceans in the northern and southern hemispheres aren't sharing any water. Similarly, since the Red Line continent is basically dividing the world in half, it means that the oceans in the west and eastern hemispheres are also not sharing water, besides a pathetic trickle that just gets through at the reverse mountain. Basically, each ocean in the world of One Piece is in its own entirely enclosed system. Why is that so bad? Temperature. Because the planet's a big ol' spheroid, the central part of the equator receives a whole lot more of the sun's heat compared to the poles. That's one of the big reasons that places like Central America, Central Africa, and Southeast Asia have such warm tropical climates. However, the currents running throughout our oceans transport the warmer waters from the equator down towards the poles, thereby increasing the overall temperature of those areas and making them more temperate and habitable for more creatures, including us humans. If you want a really good example of how this works, look no further than Europe. You ever notice how far north Europe actually is on the map? Cities known for their warmer climates like Rome actually sit on the same latitude as more notoriously cold climates like Boston. Europe is able to maintain a warmer climate in part thanks to these ocean currents. So if those currents were to just somehow stop, large parts of Europe and North America would likely experience incredibly long periods of freezing conditions, devastating trade and agriculture in those areas. Now apply this to the world of One Piece. The warmer waters inside the Grand Line are essentially trapped inside the Grand Line. They can't be distributed to the northern and southern parts of the world. That would, in essence, make those parts of the globe permanent Arctic wastelands, unfit for most habitation, let alone any tropical island pirate adventures. Now, all of this is awful, and if One Piece were anything remotely close to realistic, this paints a picture of a devastating hellscape. Basically, half the world would be desert, a lot of the northern and southern hemispheres would be frozen over, and there would be very few resources across the board to sustain any sort of population. The long and short of it, the world of One Piece is totally messed up. Not only would the way the world is built result in something completely unlivable for a huge percentage of the surface, but the natural phenomenon that we see coming from the Grand Line don't only make it dangerous for sailing, it also completely destroys any possibility of technological advancement on that planet. Things would basically be stuck at the technological level of the Industrial Revolution or just before. Which, hey, wouldn't you know it, that's exactly what we're seeing. In One Piece, everyone is basically just sailing ships around. Engines of any sort are exceedingly rare, and any sort of transportation or technology usually comes from the use of the weird wildlife on the planet, or magical powers granted by the devil fruit. So in reality, when you look at it, for as scientifically inaccurate as this world is, the end result is largely what you're seeing on screen. A bunch of people leaving their resource-starved island in hunt of something better. Hi, diddle dee dee, a pirate's life for me. But hey, that's just a theory. A film theory. And cut.